What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Uh, good morning. Healthy and alive. I'm uh, doing well. I uh, was doing better before I started reading um, some tweets from my, my favorite person, Cuomo. Is that Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's he got to say? Let's hear it. Oh, just reading some of the, the proposals he's talking about doing, like legalizing marijuana like many other states have. Come again? Um, yeah, he, he wants to legalize marijuana. Well, it kind of requires the voter to decide that, I, I think, not, not just him. Right. Is- well, it's a proposal, right? These are just oh. proposals that he's putting forward. Um, there's also a proposal to say that um, ISPs are required to offer a $15 a month uh, plan for internet uh, okay, uh, for hold on a low income families. Okay, hold on a second. So let me get this straight. Now the government is going to tell a business how much they should sell a product for. Yes. Not only are the, is the government going to tell you what product you have to buy, but they're also going to tell you as the company how much you can sell your product for. Oh yeah, because that makes sense. That That's not, that's not uh, dictatorial or fascistic or anything like that. Oh no, no, no. No, no, th- no. This is social justice. That's literally what he said on his uh, Twitter post. That's social and justice. That's social justice. Yes. Um, also, um, telling utility companies they can't shut off power to anyone that um, fails to pay their bills during an emergencies. Okay. All right. So, so we're gonna national. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna nationalize uh, all utilities. We're going to nationalize housing. We're going to nationalize uh, the internet. Welcome to Caracas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's basically what they're saying. Look, uh, under under a situation like this where the government told you not to go to work, you know, shut down, under those situations, the government should be paying your bills. I mean, that's that's fair compensation, right? They told it's you you fair. can't go out there and earn your living, so they yeah, have to pay for it. It's fair compensation, but on top of that, but here's, here's the thing, though. They're not making it about compensation. They're making you, if you're a business owner, they're making you take a loan that you have to pay back. Yes. That's not well, compensation. That's indebtedness. Well- Technically, they're they're giving you a, a forgivable loan if you want to get technical about it. But when you look at the the stipulations to get the loan forgiven, you had to keep all your staff on uh, for the six months that you had no business. You you had to keep them on and continue paying them to have the, the loan forgiven. And businesses can't do that. You would you would have had to have all the profits they would have made in those six months. The government would have had to pay that. And depending on the size of the company, you're talking about uh, thousands, millions, or even billions of dollars. And they're, obviously, they're not going to do that. They're more concerned about gender studies in Pakistan and sending money over there than they are about you know getting the economy and their the, the own country back up and running. You know, I actually had somebody tell me about that uh, gender studies in Pakistan. Apparently, that's to help women or something get bank accounts. That's that's what that was for. And my response to that was, uh, OK, I, I understand that there is an issue with that. Like, I, I get it. that There's a you know, a, a, there's a, a miss. Excuse me. There's a um, how do I put it? There's a disproportionate way that uh, 
that they're affected. Let me put it that way. Let me let me take a, a page out of the left here when they talk about that. So they're disproportionately affected. Women are in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how that's the U.S. taxpayers problem. I mean, I'm not being cold hearted here, but explain to me how that's the U.S. taxpayers problem. We've always said that democracies, though we support them and we support equal pay, equal rights and all that stuff. I mean, we, we actually do support that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's up to each country to decide that on their own. We don't we don't pay for that. No. Okay. So I'm okay. Here's the thing. I would actually be okay with paying for that, for the, you know, doing research into that or helping these, you know, but you do that after you've taken care of your, your own household. You do that with the surplus that you have after taking care of what you needed to take care of the obligations that you had, um, you know, to providing for the basic needs of, of, your situation or your household or your, in this case, country. So really, they should have been saying all foreign aid is shut down. We're in an emergency. We need it for our own people. That that technically should have happened until we got back on our feet. Everything was opened up again. And then, well, I had a moment of um, self-realization, if you will, um, self-awareness that assumes the fact that they wanted the country to succeed and and getting back up and running. That assumes the fact that they're not being malicious and trying to destroy our economies for the Great Reset. That assumes those things. Yeah. To be fair, I would have zeroed out all foreign aid 25 years ago. Agreed. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm I'm okay with doing foreign aid as long as we have everything done and taken care of on the home front. And our budget is not way over. I mean, we're not in debt. We're we're in debt. So we shouldn't be aiding except for the obligations that we've gotten ourselves into, you know, the the agreements that we have with allies and whatnot. Um, past that, we shouldn't be sending money over for gender studies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get it. It's oppression, blah, blah, blah. I, I understand. But like, that's their own. Co- if they want freedom, they have to fight for their freedom. I'm sorry. That's cold. That's whatever. But freedom does not stick unless the people that want the freedom fight for the freedom. They, they can't retain it. Bruce, you just want people to die. I think that's what it, you're saying here. Isn't that it? I can't say an actual answer. To that <laughs> right. It's Yeah. That, that's the argument for everything now, isn't it? You just want people to die. Yeah. yeah. You just don't care about people. You yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes. You, you, you fascist, you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love these people that say, oh, we're fighting fascism, but you're being a fascist to fight supposed fascism. I, I love that argument. The other thing that's happening, um, the more and more they call you a racist, the more and more they call you a fascist, it's not going to mean anything. You can call me those names all you want. I, I don't care. First of all, this kind of a, I don't know, this is this kind of a thing that, you know, you, you learn as being human, right? You don't care what other people have to say about you. And even, except for like those closest to you, obviously you, you listen to their opinions and whatnot. But then when it comes down to it, you still don't care what they have to say. You you give, you know, you look at what they say and if there's any validity to what they say, then you, you don't listen to it. But from there, I don't know. It's just, I don't care what these, these people say. Honestly, I really don't. Here's something interesting. We're going to talk about uh, big tech companies today. We've got a lot to talk about with uh, Parler and platforms that are on the rise like Telegram. What's happening with uh, Facebook and Twitter? I mean, these companies, Facebook has lost, listen to me, Facebook has lost $60 billion in market value over the last 48 hours because of what they did. Good. That, that, I mean, honestly, that's that's if you're going to if you're going to use the fascist ideas of canceling people because you don't like what they're saying, well, 
it's a free market, right? Or or at least a pseudo free market. I mean, market trends, you as a consumer, if you don't like what they're doing, yeah, well, don't purchase their product. Yeah. And you know what? There's some states that are uh, that are looking at this one state in particular, uh, Florida, right? Representative Matt Gates, you know, the one that actually stood up there at the podium and condemned what was going on. And at the same time, he was saying that uh, the the ones that were antagonizing the uh, the capital, uh, the move on the capital, were Antifa. And th- of course, everybody in the Democrat side, they were booing him and, and jeering him and all that stuff. Well, Florida, the state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, he has started taking these steps, the first steps to divest state funds from the following companies: Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Twitter. I'm I'm for that. If you're not gonna, okay. So here's here's the thing. Personally, this is this is how I see your rights, you know, your your constitutional rights and all that, right? So if it's a private corporation and let's say they have a message board, right? It, it's a Twitter or Facebook or whatever, right? Something like that. And they say, okay, you can't say X, Y, and Z on our platform. Okay. I have no problem with that. Hey, yeah. Okay. You're your private corporation. Go for it. The minute you take government funds, you are no longer just a private corporation. If you take government funds, government benefits in the sense of you get uh, legal protections. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're you're no longer just a private corporation now. Now you have to adhere to the constitution and have to uphold it because you're you're effectively uh, an arm of the government because you you're receiving aid from the government. So, yeah, I'm I'm for this this kind of um action. I feel like it's a bit heavy for morning. Just a little bit. All right, let's switch up. Let's move over to Cargo Dragon has returned. Let's talk about some space. The Cargo Dragon has returned from the ISS and they've got some stuff on board, don't they? Yeah, we uh, we talked about it here recently. Um, the uh, tests they did with growing radishes in space. Um, I'm curious, did they turn out well? Did they turn out edible? Are they effectively the same plant? Does it microgravity do anything to them? I'll be curious to find out more on that one because it, as as silly as it sounds, you know, they grew radishes in space. Ooh, big whoop, right? Uh, as silly as that may sound, that is very important if we want to colonize other planets, if if we want to start exploring space more. It, that, that is a very important thing because we got to be able to grow our own food, right? You have to have a supply of food, so knowing what foods we can grow in space and how they react or what we need to do to enable them to grow in space. Uh, that's very important. So they sent some of the radishes back then? Yeah, I believe uh, uh, they were supposed to be on this one as well as other other experiments and whatnot. The, that was just the one that I know offhand uh, that they're doing. And apparently NASA's making a new, speaking of that, NASA's making a new rover that can go places uh, others could only dream of. So a new transforming rover is in development at NASA and will be able to explore rough terrain unlike any rover before it. Okay, okay, I don't understand. So uh, they're calling it a uh, duaxle, which is short for a dual axle. And it gets its name because of a combination of a pair of two-wheeled axle rovers. The axle rover is simple, or is a simple two-wheeled rover with a long tether that connects to a larger vehicle and stabilizes the rover as it descends into and explores craters that other rovers would not be able to handle. The axle is equipped with a robotic arm that can collect samples as well as stereoscopic cameras to gather imagery. Have you seen pictures of this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and actually... Um this is actually a really interesting idea. So basically, think of it this way. The base of the rover would sit at the top of the crater and would act as an anchor point for the front axle or the rear axle to be lowered down into the crater uh, with the tether 
and then they have instruments inside the axle to gather data in the crater. And the rover doesn't actually have to go into the crater. And then once it's collected the data, it pulls up the, the axle again and it reattaches to it and it can go about its merry way. Interesting. So it, it literally, it, it's it's a transforming thing. So it, it literally like disconnects part of itself and lowers it down into like areas to explore. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. It, it looks like it, the, the axle... Um, uh, has like it looks like a pipe, a connecting pipe that fits in, and then uh, you know that's that's where it reconnects to the the base, if you will, the 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 chassis. It says that the rover has not yet been put to the test in space, but it's currently waiting to be designed, uh, assigned a designation. As they wait, uh, the Duaxel team continues to hone and update its technology. So, um, okay. Uh, it says that it was mainly created with Mars in mind. Uh, the robot opens uh, the robot opens access to more to many more extreme terrain that hasn't yet been explored in the solar system, possibly the moon, Mercury, or even some icy world like uh, some icy worlds like Jupiter's moon, Europa. Okay, so Mercury. You know, it's funny. It's funny that they bring that up. Did you know that the the Russians actually sent a probe to uh, to Mercury back in like the seventies? Uh, it seems vaguely familiar. Yeah, but I, I don't know much. Uh, I don't know much about that one. I was watching a YouTube video on it one night. Uh, it's been a long time ago. And this probe actually, they sent it there. They attached a camera to it and it, it sent back some still shots. And there was a microphone that was attached to it. So you could actually hear it and you could actually hear what was going on on the surface. But apparently, like they, they took samples, the samples got put into this area that was analyzed and then where it could analyze it. And then I guess if I understand it correctly, that or no, wait a minute, it wasn't Mercury, it was Venus. Because yeah, I do know, I, I do remember it one for Venus. That okay, one was, actually, only, the, the craft only lasted like 20, 20 minutes when it yeah. landed. Did it, mm-hmm. the, like the, the pressure like crushed it or something? It was both the pressure and heat because I believe the surface is like 800 degrees Fahrenheit on Venus and the pressure is like 20 times that of Earth or something. I mean, I don't think it's well, 20, but it it, it's a lot higher thing. than Earth. Okay, but it would be this, not so much the pressure, but the temperature on Mercury is even hotter, isn't it? Good question. I know part of the reason that Venus is so hot is because of the atmosphere. Mercury doesn't have an atmosphere because it's so close to the sun, it got burned off. Let's see what the average temps are. on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, during the day, temperatures on Mercury's surface can reach 800 degrees Fahrenheit, but at night, it's... Uh, whoa. Uh, nighttime temperatures on the surface can drop to minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you were to if you were to send a probe down there, you would probably send it to one of the poles, more than likely, because it would be the most uniform temperature, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas Venus, Venus temperatures, the average temperature is 864 degrees Fahrenheit. It, it actually grows on the surface. It's 872 degrees. Uh, and, you know, the further you get away from the surface, the cooler it gets. So interesting. Indeed. Something else this morning. We, we usually don't deal and dabble in all this kind of stuff, but let's talk about let's talk about UFOs. Explain mm-hmm. to me this headline that's out of the New York Post that says the CIA releases UFO black vault documents early. What does that mean? Okay, so the CIA released all the documents. Well, they claim is all the documents that they have. The documents are supposed to have everything on UFOs and unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is the current term the government uses. It was released to Black Vault. Black Vault, I believe, is a website ran by John Greenwald Jr. Uh-huh. 
now obviously these uh, these documents are heavily redacted you know i've seen some of the the pictures and stuff of them they're heavily redacted you can't really tell what uh, and some of them there there's one in particular that is of note saying that the, they brought some kind of something some some ufo to um, the assistant deputy director of uh, science and technology and he observed it gave advice on moving forward uh, so it was something that was supposed to be shown to him or something i don't know anyway they don't know what they did uh what what advice was for moving forward all that because everything's redacted so i don't know that there's really going to be anything here for the conspiracy theorists I'm, i mean it's a conspiracy theorist they're going to dig up anything that they, they want but is mm-hmm. there going to be anything really here it probably not. It's going to be heavily redacted. I don't see them class. De- excuse me. I don't. De- I don't see them declassifying and, and putting out any information if there is any information. I, I don't see them doing that. There are certain things that governments do that need to be classified. I understand that. For example, the way that certain defense mechanisms are on like military vehicles and stuff that should be classified, and no one should have access to that information. I understand that. Or. Uh, the way that uh, that we conduct drills or troop movements around the globe. We shouldn't know that. Or, well, for example, here's a good one. Nuclear submarines. We shouldn't know where nuclear submarines are at any given time. Right. And we don't. Right. So I don't expect them, it, it, you know, dismissing all that, I, I don't expect them to put out any information regarding this stuff either. I, I don't expect that. Even if there is something, I, I don't expect that because it's it would be a matter of national security. If they have that technology, which people have their own opinions on it, if they have that technology and it's being incorporated into research that we're using for projects, I would assume in this case would be military projects, you're not going to release that information. Yeah. And the so this one is uh, when you get into UFOs and um, UAPs, it's under the DOD, I believe, this the department that looks at UFOs and UAPs. So it's it's. We're taking this as defense. This could be uh, technology that we don't know an enemy has. This could be legit aliens. And this could be just a scientific phenomenon. So having them classified, I can understand why. Because you don't want your enemy knowing how you um, go about uh, you know, uh, verifying these finds. Or that you found them. They don't, you, you don't want your enemy knowing that you know about some secret thing they did. So here, here's a question, and I, I mean this with all sincerity when I ask this. Do you think that there are, do you think that, do you think that they actually have the U.S. government people actually, do, I mean, honestly, do you think that they're actually withholding information that they have technology? By technology, you mean actual, like, sophisticated, like, a computer, for example. Like that level of technology or just technology in the sense of, um, well, materials or computers, microchips, anything like that. What, whatever they would use somewhere else. Power source, maybe. Don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have any of those things. Hover However, technology? they have. No, I don't. I don't even think that exists. Well, let me let me clarify. Hover technology, as we know it, exists, but hover technology, as in like Independence Day or something, where th- they're levitating using, I don't know, something to define gravity somehow you know, some means that we don't know how to do, and it's not magnetic or any of those kind of things? Uh, No, no, I don't think so. It's not some quantum tech that, no. However, there have been officials that have, that are either retired or uh, worked in that field and no longer and say, uh, no, we, we actually have materials that came from a different part of the galaxy 
But as far as whether that was made by aliens or that was just a, a meteor from another part of the galaxy that ended up in our front lawn and I don't know, but they do claim that there's material that we have. So there you go. It could be a rock, you know, iron, for example, or it could be a metal plate that is very clearly made by an intelligent being. We don't know what it is. So um, I don't know. Uh, personally, I, I don't think I don't think there's any aliens in our back lawn. I, I don't think they're that close. Um, there's do I think there's intelligent life out there? Sure. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty lonely if, if, uh, there, there weren't, um, but are they close enough to get here? No, I don't think so. With as many cameras that we have and as many means of recording, we, we would see yeah, but <laughs> much were, more often than what we see. Yeah, that's true. You were actually mentioning, we were talking about some video earlier and it was the one where Pence received something from, um, other house members after he'd certified mm -hmm. the vote for Joe Biden. And we were criticizing the actual cameras that they use. And yes. you're like, wait a minute, you know, we, we this is 2021 yes. and all these government people, I mean, you would expect as much as they're blowing taxpayer money, they could get some better cameras in there with some better quality. Yeah, true. That That is true. I mean, because like, like we were talking, my phone is a few years old now, uh, three or four, and it can still do 4K video, uh, you know, at like 24 or 30 frames. So like you would think as much money as they're they're throwing around as you said they should have better stuff i mean they sent money over to foreign uh or, or some of our officials to buy new cars in other countries taxpayer money i mean that's true surely they and, and pay it. for their insurance yeah so i mean surely there's but as far as as far as the alien stuff look if there were aliens here that they would have already made it, they would have been way more sightings way more uh, interaction if you will i mean honestly for all we know they they have some buoy up there saying don't come around to earth because they're the freaking australian crazies of of the galaxy we're we're living on a planet that's trying to kill us right and we're constantly trying to kill each other so i mean they may have us in quarantine if you will hoping that we we end up killing ourselves and never get to space you know it's a good point all right we are gonna have to go so we are out of time this morning thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning